The presenting partner of this episode of Mamma Mia Out Loud is Nivea Cellula. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. Welcome to the last in our special summer series of Mamma Mia Out Loud. I'm Holly Wainwright. I'm Mia Friedman. And I'm Jessie Stevens. And if you saw our live show last year, you'll know that the show is actually called Respectfully We Disagree. Because it's something we've got quite good at. And people often tell us that's what they like to hear us do. Yeah. Disagree without death threats. That's yep. what we like to Sometimes call it. we swear at each other, but only sometimes and when it's warranted. It is true yep. that... You did tell Mia to, to F, F off, off. Just, just last week. Stand by it. Did I call you the C word? Uh, maybe not do. on mic, but yeah. yeah. So across the break, we've been releasing exclusive subscriber episodes of some of our biggest disagreements over the years. So they include Jordan Peterson. That Jordan Peterson makes some good points, says Jesse exactly. Stevens. Exactly. We talk about trigger warnings, whether there's a place for them and how far you go with trigger warnings. That was me squaring off against both of you, I yeah, think. Yeah, I've changed Holly positions. and I have stayed fairly entrenched dug, in our views. We've dug down. We've dug deep. Emrata is one that yes. you two are Emrata, very opposed on. feminist icon, or yes or no. not. And relatedly, we did one on J-Lo put on some pants, which she is a classic. She to. Because Mia has a problem Women with... Women with no pants are not empowering. One that is quite awkward is feminists don't wait to get proposed to. Yeah, and this um, one sort of did, and I share why. And, of course, age gap relationships relationships and whether they're problematic or not. Speaking I Speaking of your love life. Yes. And my good friend Leonardo DiCaprio, who is deeply misunderstood oh my and God. keeps accidentally let's, falling in love with 25 yeah. years. Let's try not to have that row again now. But the <laughs> one we're going to share with you today to it. give you a taste is an absolute classic of the Mama Mia Out Loud archives. It is as a mother. and It's one of our first true respectfully we disagrees that carried over into the office. It's iconic in the genre. Because as a mother is a triggering phrase for Jessie Stevens. (laughs) And so we wanted to know if she'd changed her position, if any of us had changed our position on whether it is insufferable for you to start any opinion with. As a mother, I think. We have a respectful disagreement. If you want to listen to those other six episodes (laughs) that we have recorded, then there is a link in the show notes to become a Mamma Mia subscriber. They are all for our subscribers. They are heated. They're a little bit naughty. Otherwise, we will be back in your ears on Monday the 16th. The only argument in Out Loud history that has ended in tears Holly's tears. Holly's tears. The great thing is because I have ADHD, I don't remember anything. So I didn't even remember what this argument was about. I didn't remember what I thought at the time. And I certainly didn't remember Holly bursting into tears. It broke Holly. It all sparked off around the time that 
Donald Trump, who was then the president of the United States, decided that it would be a really good idea to separate families at the border from Mexico and put children in cages. Quite a lot of people were saying at the time, they were obviously very distressing images, very distressing idea, and the news coverage was incredibly disturbing. And some people said, as a mother, I find it really distressing. You said, Jesse. As someone who isn't a mother, I don't. I love children in cages. <laughs> yeah. I advocate for more children in cages. Yeah. I actually have no empathy for children. I don't know what a child is. I've never seen one. I've never spoken to one. And that's the gist of this idea. Somebody wrote about this and said, it drives me crazy when people start a sentence with as a mother, because as someone who is not a mother, it presumes that only mothers can have empathy when yes. it comes to stories about children. I brought it to the podcast at the time and I said, I find it unnecessarily divisive. And, and condescending. It, and condescending. I don't want us to imagine that your only access to empathy or sensitivity is something that you're given when you're a mother because we know that not only are there a lot of men and women without kids but there are a lot of men and women who want them and don't have them or don't have them yet or, or whatever it is. Is it a way of separating us into camps where some people go, as a mother I have access to a certain amount of empathy that you otherwise would not understand. And so it started. And a Holly said, yes, it does. <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> it started a massive argument, not only in the Outlouders, but I remember in the office, there were yes. lots of people coming yeah. up. And that was when it got really heightened. It got way because, more heightened than I Holly, expected. you put your view, before we discuss why it got heightened, I want to hear what you said. You defended the idea of using as a mother. I did. But the reason I wanted to bring the reaction up is because one of the reasons I got really upset is that Lee Campbell, who at the time was the editor of Mamma Mia, I think, and at the time had been trying to have a baby for a really long time. I know she won't mind me mentioning this, discussing this. And she said how much she hates as a mother. It was like a stab in the heart, right? Yeah. She was saying, you know, if you're somebody who's been desperately trying to have a baby, then to suddenly have people trying to do exactly what Jesse just said, separate us into camps of like people who understand the depth of feeling and empathy and the people who don't. Now, the reason that I have to say that is because my as a mother argument comes with a certain level of justification. Yeah, yeah. I am not one of those insufferable people who believes that you haven't felt love until you've had a child. And I'm not one of those insufferable people who believes that everybody should do it in order to be a fully realized human being. But the reason that I don't like the silencing of as a mother is because I think that not letting women talk about how becoming a mother has changed them is really silencing. And there is a level of consideration for other people's feelings that you get to sometimes in discourse where you're just silencing yourself because you're like, I'm not allowed to say yeah. that becoming a mother has changed the way I feel about things like news stories, like storylines on TV dramas, all kinds of things, because it makes me sound like a patronizing idiot yeah. who's saying that you don't understand and it's not that it's just that it is absolutely true that when you become a mother especially in the early years but I would argue probably forever a lot of things about you do change they change hormonally and emotionally they definitely change and there's science behind that too we talked about it recently on the show in terms of matrescence which is kind of like adolescence that you go through oh, yeah. a hormonal shift you go through after you've had children that can manifest it in ways like Seeing the children in the cages on the news will break you for days. You're suddenly very sensitive to, I remember driving in the car and having the news on and you hear anything 
negative or violent and you'd be in floods. Like your emotions are very close to the surface. You suddenly are responsible for this thing and this person in a way that nothing can prepare you for. And it makes you very emotionally raw and vulnerable. So I think that not letting women express that is not good because we have to be able to share our realities. And having a mother changes you in those ways, but it also changes you financially, career-wise. It changes your relationship. It changes your body. It changes absolutely everything about you. And yet you're not allowed to say it because you sound as if you're being superior. So I think that it's about the context in which you use it. If you're talking about your body changes or something that is very specific to motherhood in the same way you might say as a twin or as someone who's lost a parent, you might preface a story that you tell with that. But in terms of a news story or feeling as though there's a greater access to feeling, I mean, I don't have... It's not a greater access to feeling. It's not I feel more than you. Yeah. It's that I have a different reaction. If you want unlimited access to Outloud, we release ad-free segments on Tuesdays and Thursdays. They're the kinds of things that are a little bit personal, a little bit more, you know, juicy, perhaps. They are just for Mamma Mia subscribers and you can unlock access, including the back catalogue of over 150 subscriber-exclusive episodes by following the link in the show notes. And a big thank you to all our current subscribers. We love you. In case you missed it, we have been travelling around the country on lots of flights, wearing lots of makeup, putting it on, taking it off for our Mamma Mia Out Loud live shows presented by Nivea Salilla. And all of that wear and tear on our face means that we really have to give our skin some extra TLC. And if you're not an expert, because I'm not an expert when it comes mm-hmm. to skincare, but the thing that I love about Nivea is that, yeah, they've got a handy quiz to help you work out what products are your best fit. So... There are two ranges, the Nivea Cellular Expert Lift and the Nivea Cellular Expert Filler. And basically, the quiz can be found in the show notes, so you can jump in and have a go and find out what range is best for your current skincare goals. I'm an expert lift, mm, and so is Mia, and you're an expert filler. Jessie, I did absolutely you know that? am. And the thing is, is it really is just the most nourishing, really helpful, does what it says it's going to do, yep. skincare. And we've been loving it sick as we've been travelling around. Nivea Cellular Expert Range, your anti-ageing expert. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. I think that when it comes to kids, because I've always loved kids and grown up with cousins and been surrounded by babies, and I have in a lot of ways, the same reaction to you when I see, you know, I imagine my... But you don't know that it's the same reaction. I don't. And Holly doesn't know that it's not the yes, same reaction. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's impossible but to measure. what's hard is then when, when you have someone explain to you, say when I see images or when I hear a story on the news of a, a child that was abducted, mm. it's so distressing. But it's hypothetically distressing. It's not 
there but the grace of God go I. You're not thinking of a specific child that's yours. I am. That isn't necessarily mine. I think of my cousin's kids and, of course, they don't live in my home. I wouldn't suggest that I'm a mother figure to them. I'm not. But I love them more than I know how to put into words. And so I do see it with them and I know people who are listening who are aunties who have these relationships to kids that are so, so strong. Even, Holly, and it's interesting your language, you started it in a defensive crouch. You started explaining yourself by saying, I'm not one of those insufferable people that says you don't know love until you've had a child. But for some people that's true. I would say that's true. Like there's a degree of love of your child, not every single person, but my experience, I've never known love until I had a child. I'm not saying that makes me better than you or worse than you. That might not be your experience, Jesse. If you have a child, I think you that... might not care about your child. But <laughs> I never, and I don't want to have to be shamed uh, for saying that. But I think but there the... are there are some people who, when they become an auntie, when their friend no. has a baby, they've never known love Dif- like that. Yes, but so the only people who can categorically say what it's like before and what it's like afterwards and compare are women who've had children. But that's to suggest you that there is yet. this one experience, this one human experience. And I do believe that there are elements it of motherhood. It is a pretty profound experience. I yes. agree. I completely agree with that. However, what I think is that there are other human experiences that are profound, that are transformative, yes. no that are life-changing. That there aren't. When it is used in the context of a kids in cages thing, it's to say there is one experience that makes you as a no, woman because have if it was a story about feelings. cats, right? Cats being poisoned. I don't mind cats. I could be like, that's really bad because I love animals, but I'm not a cat owner. If I owned a cat, I would feel different about a story about cats suffering than I do if I just like cats or if I have a friend's cat that I really, really like. I don't think so. I I think we can hold hands and agree that the world does not generally like children being treated poorly. Probably. And my issue with the you've never known some kind of a monster if you don't because I think that is very often used as a stick to beat women with Mm. into having children who probably genuinely do not feel like everybody should have children. But I think that you can't deny that it is unfashionable to say it but it is the most profound experience that you'll have most likely to grow a child have a child bring it into the world you don't have to do all those things of course but I just don't like the idea that Mm. you're not allowed to say it everything Mm. about you has changed and I put this in one of my novels because it's one of those things you're not allowed to say (laughs) which was novels are good for that (laughs) I have this very vivid memory of walking my first baby in a pram down to the curb of the street near our house and suddenly being paralyzed with anxiety thinking I can't die, like I can't get hit by a car now because I am responsible for this baby. Literally with my body. And suddenly my life will affect this person's life in a way that would ruin everything forever, not ruin everything forever, but change everything Mm. forever in a very profound way. And that sense of responsibility, it's not to suggest for a minute that, oh, it matters more if you die if you're a mother. But the thing is, is that, it's a very profound responsibility. It's also specific. Hole. And specific, yes. Like if someone says, I jumped out of a plane skydiving and you'll never feel exhilaration mm. like you do. And it's like, 
Sure. I will never know that because I'm never going to jump out of a plane. It doesn't mean I have to say, well, I experience profound things too. I experience exhilaration in lots of different ways. I think it's about what it suggests that you are now capable of experiencing and the way in which it can feel as though it is patronising child-free women or women who who Mm. want kids. And I think that what I'm bringing to it as well it's really loaded because there has been since the beginning of time a real differentiation between women who have kids 100%. and women who don't and a sense that you're somehow not fully a woman, that yeah. you're not fully human. 100%. That's why I don't yeah. fully sit with Mia on this because I don't agree you can compare it to other things like jumping out of planes and things because yeah. that hasn't been used historically True. to separate and, True. To, um, be, uh, and to make yeah. women who don't have yeah. children no, feel right. less than, whereas... Having babies has, you know, from everything from Julia Gillard's barren fruit bowl, mm. you know, to terms like spinster and old maid and all those things that it's seen as a sad thing, a negative thing. And I don't think that like I really don't. Many of my Generation X friends are not parents and I don't think for a second that their mm. life is less than. But my issue is not being able to talk about the profound ways that motherhood shifts so yeah. why are you so anti when men say as a father? Because I'm a defender of as a father. I know you are. I think it allows... It's the context. I know what you're saying and you're going to say the context is always men talking about disrespect of women or violence against women, And right? they didn't understand it before. But they didn't because they couldn't... Like it opens a door in their heart and in their life experience and in their understanding and in their empathy because they immediately imagine their daughter being in that situation. And I know people will say, but you should care about every woman the same. You don't. But there's also a lot of fathers who still are dismissive yes. of women who they come co- forward. They compartmentalise. Yeah. Like my wife mm. is this kind of woman and my mother is this kind of woman and my but daughter's my daughter, this kind of yeah, woman, yeah. but then yeah. all these sluts out here. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And there's then there plenty are, of that around. And then there are men who don't have kids who absolutely get it. Some of the most compassionate, giving, generous, sensitive people I know aren't mothers. And also I think that when it's used in sort of political situations as the As a Father was famously by Scott Morrison, I believe it's a leader's job to not only care about things that they personally experience. Like we can sit Mm. here and say, I don't know what it feels like to jump out of a plane or whatever unless I have. But if I'm in charge of a community of parachute jumpers, it's my job to empathise and understand what their priorities are. So I don't think... It's okay to use it as a shield. To use it as a shield or mm. as a kind of like, until I thought about what if that was my daughter, I didn't really understand why yeah. that yeah. was bad. That's like, well, you're not doing a good enough job of being a human being. Shout out to any Mamma Mia subscribers listening. If you love the show and want to support us as well, subscribing to Mamma Mia is the very best way to do so. There is a link in the episode description. The presenting partner of this episode of Mamma Mia Out Loud was Nivea Cellular.